0: Soybean oil futures gave up mid-morning gains and turned lower. That pulled beans down to a session low close. Corn futures were under pressure most of the session with wheat mixed up to the closing bell. Position squaring pulled live cattle off the highs, while a rally in cash hogs led futures to the upside.
1: Live from the most important Thursday so far this year via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This afternoon, we chat with Kurt Kimmel from agmarket.net, oh. directly following the news Oliver Slope from Blue Line Futures. Okay, I'm handsome I'm newsman okay. Davis Michelson, now the host of AgriTalk, Chip Flory, Are you okay, buddy? Oh my gosh, I forgot all about it this morning. but.
0: Davis, happy birthday. <laughs> happy That's, birthday, my brother.
1: Thank you, I, my friend. That uh, <sighs> That is what makes it this the most important Thursday so far this yes. year. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, my gosh. You just put a big old huge smile on my face. <laughs> How's your day going?
1: <laughs> really good, actually. Yeah? It's, it's been a perfect birthday Have so far. Have you had
0: a piece of cake yet?
1: You know what? The what? wife got me all hooked up. With yeah. donuts, uh, blueberry muffins, all kinds of yummy Stop breakfast it. food. To, yeah, I've just been eating that like so far all day. I don't, don't tell her. I don't know if I need cake after all this. Oh but I'm no, gonna, take cake. I'm gonna eat it. You sure? Sure.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take the cake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yep. Or, or I don't know. Maybe you prefer something like cheesecake. Or maybe uh,
1: cheesecake. There will be cheesecake involved. Absolutely.
0: Maybe a nice pie.
1: You know our. Our uh, our love is based on a cheese rich environment, the wife and really? I. And so cheesecake just fits right in there. You betcha. Very
0: good, very ah. good. All right, a
1: young grandpa—that's what you are. I I feel like a young grandpa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yet I carry with me the wisdom of uh, a much much older man. I That's can't explain true. it.
0: That's true. Well, you know, when you've had <laughs> horses kick you as many times
2: as you horses have learn. kicked you.
0: Yeah, you, you get it figured out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Happy birthday, man. I
1: appreciate it, buddy. Thank uh, you.
0: Uh, you know, it's one of those deals where when it triggers, it just is like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to get this out. And I got to get it out now.
1: 222, baby.
0: That's good stuff. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to the conversation with Kirk Kimmel coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, we'll also get some perspective from Oliver Slope. Uh, we'll try to figure out what's going on in this hog market yeah. from Oliver. We're up against some some tough overhead
1: resistance. Wow. We better get to the news. Let's get rolling. Whole chip March soft red winter wheat futures opened to slightly lower and slipped to test support at 580. That triggered another round of short covering and a quick move to test buying interest at the pivotal $6 level. After the market found no buying interest at six bucks, futures fell back to close near the opening range. Front month hard red winter wheat also spiked resistance at yesterday's high before falling back to close below yesterday's low for a downside reversal chip. Traders continue to monitor monitor tensions around Ukrainian grain shipments into neighboring countries, but the actions there have generally been accounted for in today's prices. March HRW wheat three and one quarter cents lower today, 574. March SRW wheat unchanged at 5.83 and one quarter. March spring wheat closed at 6.51 and one quarter, down eight cents today.
0: I'll admit I saw that line that actions there have generally been accounted for in today's prices, referring to things that are happening, happening around Ukraine.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: just means the market is tired of dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't know what to make of the protests that are happening in Poland. It right. doesn't know what to make of any of the disruptions of shipments coming out of ukraine
1: mm-hmm. well march corn opened slightly lower and moved higher on short covering in the overnight session the failure to hold on to those gains and fall to a new contract low once again put momentum squarely with corn market bears. in feed grain news usda this morning announced the sale of 126,000 metric tons of u.s sorghum to china for delivery in the current marketing year Ethanol production in the week ended February 16 averaged to 1.084 million barrels per day, up 1,000 from the previous week, and 55,000 barrels above the same week last year. Ethanol stocks down uh, 308,000 barrels to 25.502 million barrels. March corn futures the nickel lower at 406. May corn down five and three quarter cents, 418 and one half. July corn futures closed at 430 and three quarters. Down five cents. A three-handle here is a foregone conclusion, Chip, perhaps?
0: Well, I, I don't know if we can say that or not. There are some that are saying, watch out with the way that the market traded today. We could be trying to put a low in here. I don't know if I see that, but there some of the warnings were going out today.
1: All right. Well, Chip, the weight of the Brazilian bean harvest cannot be ignored in the soy complex, but traders blamed most of today's price pressure on technical factors And speculative trading funds adding on to already profitable positions. March bean meal opened slightly higher and tried to push higher, but prices slipped by mid morning with futures modestly lower. Those mid morning losses were doubled by the end of the day with March futures below 1150 for the first time since May 31st. At the end of May, 1150 acted as a trampoline and prices that day started a nearly $3 rally. Today, March beans closed on session lows and below 1150. Yeah. Chart watchers warn that opens extended downside risk. March beans 13 cents lower today, 11:47 and three quarter. May beans down 12 and a half, 11:52 and a half. July beans closed at 11:60 and three quarters. Chip that's down 13 and one quarter cents today.
0: Yeah, I do not like the way that the March beans traded today. That closed below 11:50 is troubling.
1: Yeah. Well, March cotton was 160 points higher at 94.20. A little tight on time. Why don't we uh? Head over to Oliver there, real quick. Okay, Chip. yeah, let's
0: go ahead and do that. Oliver Slope, Blue Line
1: Features. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing well, Chip. How about yourself? Doing real good. April Hogs testing that double top from back in June. Do you like the odds? Can we get through that? Oh,
3: I mean, I mean, they tested it the June, uh, what June twenty sixth, twenty seventh high, and then kind of failed it and came back. The RSI relative strength index is flashing a little bit overbought, but as we've learned from you know, previous history lessons, RSI isn't always that yeah. reliant. Uh, the, the chart remains constructive. The path of least resistance is you know higher highs and higher lows, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the market maybe catch its breath, especially ahead of tomorrow's cold storage report, maybe set back in towards that trend line support, uh, which comes in near 84. And that's derived from those lows back at the very beginning of the year, uh, first week of January. So I, I I like lean hogs. I think they've got some more upside potential, okay. but I think a healthy pullback here uh, would be welcomed.
0: All right. Cattle on feed report tomorrow. It's going to be a good big one, an important one.
3: A, a very important one, and it only makes sense that we're back at some of these big inflection points for the yeah. market. Uh, for the April contract specifically looking at that gap from October 23rd which comes in near 190 uh, we got up there today and, and then just kind of got the rug pulled out I know there were some headlines with regards to Tyson and uh, some some plants uh, nationwide kind of adjusting shifts and I think that may have been part of it but I think what really you know accelerated the selling pressure this afternoon was just that kind of position squaring. Ahead of the Catalan feed report, uh, after this nice move higher that we've had. And I've been reminding guys listen, we're back at levels that, uh, you know, back in December, you were like, man, I wish we could get back to 190. J- I would yes. love, love to take advantage of that. Well, here's your opportunity.
0: Yep, that's right. That's right. Hey, I understand you're going to be down at Commodity Classic next week.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think you Excellent. owe me a beer from a couple of years ago. So. I,
0: I think I do. I think I, I charge do. interest so, too. So, well, you know, I, I pay interest. <laughs> hey, what a coincidence. <laughs> Good deal. So yeah, no, let's try to get you on the show while we're down there. Okay. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Good stuff. That is Oliver Slope, Blue Line Futures. All right. Coming up next, We're going to talk what's going on in these grain markets. Kirk Kimmel, AgMarket.net, right here on Agritalk.
4: My mom's got a new case I-Extractor, and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Ship like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box yeah her case ih tractor can do everything she needs it to
5: looking for a tractor that can do it all check out caseih.com
2: go on the offensive against weeds with Antares complete from helena
6: We're here to charge your
1: batteries. Agritalk. Welcome back to Agritalk.
0: Glad you're with us. We're going to get to this conversation with Kirk Kimmel here in just a moment. First, Davis, let's go ahead and finish up that livestock news.
1: Sure thing. Um, Let's just do it all. April live cattle futures opened slightly higher, traded through resistance at yesterday's high at mid-morning. Prices then turned lower on profit taking with prices closing below support at yesterday's low to form a downside reversal. April fat cattle were a buck 15 lower, 186.55. June contract down 60 cents to 182.70. March feeder futures used those lower corn prices to hold on to modest gains and were 70 cents higher today, 252.05 there. And on the snout side, the cash lean hog index is trending higher and pulling futures along. April hogs a buck 22 and a half higher at 87.20. June hogs up ninety five cents, ninety-eight, ninety two and one half.
0: Yeah. yeah, nice move. Nice move. Yeah. Constructive oh. is how Oliver described that uh mm-hmm. that lean hog chart. And you look at it, it was a it, it's it's been very symmetrical in the rally as well. And uh uh organized. It it looks good. It feels like we can we can get through those June highs and once we do that, then you're looking at move up into that ninety-two fifty range, something like that. So, all right, good stuff. Let's bring him in. Kirk Kimmel, agmarket.net. How you doing, man?
5: Doing good. Considering the market's not worth a darn, but doing great. Yeah, Thanks.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> besides, besides, uh contract lows and corn, things are going great. Uh, yeah. What are you hearing? What, what's the chatter out in the countryside?
5: Well, just uh, blaming it on the, The commodity funds and they just continue to keep a huge, huge short position in place. But overall, demand's just not there. There's just no uh, enthusiasm. Uh, We'll see what tomorrow's weekly export sales report shows. Uh, Anywhere from 300,000 to 500,000 for wheat, corn, 700 to 1.5 million metric tons, and soybeans, anywhere from 300 to 800,000 tons. There's a lot of small lot business flying under the radar. We're just not seeing those uh, daily sales pop up Uh, today, you know, 126,000 tons of sorghum to China. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's, (laughs) that's uh, uh, something a little different. So forth. Been a while since we've
0: seen one of those.
5: Yeah. They uh, maybe keep, keep, keep that, keep that up. They had a tendency to buy something that not anybody's looking at, but (laughs) The Southern Hemisphere much cheaper than the U.S. here. It's just kind of hard to get a uh, optimistic outlet. But the big thing is, guys did DP basis contracts, as you know, and so we're going through that process of cleaning those up. And there just seems to be, you know, uh, some cash grain over the marketplace, keeping right. a lid on uh, the market for the most part. Uh, we've got uh, March – options go off the board here on tomorrow, Friday, we got the delivery process, uh, starting here, uh, next week. So there's quite a few things here is kind of keeping things in check. If you uh, want to do some voodoo, we got a full moon here on Friday. Usually it's a full moon high. Maybe we can carve out <laughs> a full moon low for a change. That'd be all or, right. Uh, yeah, Bring it on. Uh, the, uh, Other thing, uh, maybe wheat, as everyone knows, we had a key price reversal to the upside. The uh, Voice of the Tomb had a buy by May, by July wheat on February 22nd. And uh, I don't know if the commodity funds can get excited about that, but maybe wheat can lead us out of the hole here.
0: Okay. Okay. Boy, I'm making a bunch of notes here. Got to come back to them. Um, I want to do this. I want to. I want to go back to one of the first things that you said, Kurt, about the funds being heavily short the markets. What does it take to just get them to stop selling?
5: Great question. Great question. Uh, the trend's down. Uh, they're often trend following uh, type of uh, programs. So if we can get some type of uh, reversal here, short curving, we need to get above the. T- 10- and 20-day moving averages and give them a uh, reason to uh, cover some of those uh, short positions. Yeah. Uh, a year ago, uh, the market uh, topped out uh, December 1st of the year and beans moved about $2.60 lower corn down a dollar twenty. We just about mashed that here in the first two months of the, of the year here. Uh, we're incredibly uh, oversold, so if we can just kind of Get the momentum turned here. Hopefully, they can uh, follow follow through. Could, it, you, could, could, could
0: could it be a crop headline out of South America, or is that played out?
5: We've got so much bearish news in the marketplace that we could have some type of destruct, destructive uh, situation out of the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, the the thing that comes to mind is is. The crop's probably going to continue to shrink in uh, Brazil, but it's not going to shrink fast enough to uh, get the trade excited about stepping in there. But it would have to be, uh, we don't have the mud roads to clog up uh, transportation or anything, but uh, it'd have to be a transportation uh, issue out of that southern hemisphere.
0: Okay. All right. I, I interrupted you. Did you have another point that you wanted to throw in there?
5: Well, one other uh, observation I saw today here was yeah. uh, leap year election year. Uh, of course, fearful of election year elections aren't what they used to be. But yeah. uh, in 2016 and 2020, the market uh, took out the February low. Uh, February highs took out the February highs during the month month of March. So there's a lot of little things out there floating around that uh, hopefully can. Uh, come to realization here to give the market a chance to see some type of day cat bounce.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you, you, you talked about the corn that is, is still stored in the bin from, uh, from last year from the 23 crop. You know, I get that it, and it's easy to understand. There's a lot of corn left out there. It's got to come to market at some point. But the market acts – and maybe this is just my frustration with how the market has been trading. But the, the market seems to be acting that you better look out. The corn's coming now. That corn's not coming now, is it,
5: Kurt? It's regional. Uh, so guys got to make a decision here on what we're seeing guys moving the corn and uh, replacing it with a little bit more of a managed risk uh, position, try to take a little risk off. But if it doesn't move now, it's not going to move. We're going to have roads posted, already posted. Uh, Guys are going to be in the field here real quick. So the tendency is if it's moved, it's going to be moved now. Next time it'll be moved would be later on in May or, or first part of June.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And, and, it it seems like if if corn had to move or a producer had to sell corn to square up some some finances for the the 24 crop that would have been done that was done and if they were going to speculate with it they they can speculate with it in the bin what strategy if if they are going to go ahead and move it is is that the right thing to do and and, and replace that was with something on paper?
5: We, we've been going down that route, okay. you know, particularly commercial storage and, and cost of money, uh, free up some cash flow and stop some interest payments. But uh, we've been working with some covered positions, so you have some staying power. Uh, and there's several ways to do that is uh, long futures with a uh, put to protect it or go to the options and and establish some call spreads to be in a position here to recoup to the upside. Now, if the funds, as we mentioned, short would want to cover, they're not going to buy cash corn. They'll buy back their short position and and go with the paper type. So there's probably going to be more up or recovery uh, on uh, paper versus cash. Basis will probably wide out on a rally here as we move forward and through here as guys clean up, uh, old crop, uh, yeah. inventories.
0: Yep. Yep. You know, it, it, I, are you taking any clues about the overall supply out there from what's, what's happening in basis? And because it, it seems like there's some real regional differences in basis this year.
5: Yeah, it's, it's 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 different. It's a lot different than the previous year, where we were real short in the west, and the function was right. and the market was move grain from the east to to the west. But it's really, uh, r- really a spotty. A lot of different uh, s- situations I- I- around. It, it's evident in the uh, old oh, processor ethanol. That's your strongest bid. The country there continues to be at a discount uh on their beds so if you can find a oh an ethanol plant or a processor or, or hook up with yep. that that's going to be your best bet to capture all right uh, the best bid here
0: all right we're in the middle of a conversation with kirk kimmel agmarket.net let's talk a little bit more about ethanol when we come back and then let's chat
1: about new crop acres 30. let's go to the markets page at profarmer.com and check today's closes where March HRW wheat futures were three and one quarter cents lower, 574. March SRW wheat steady, 583 and one quarter today. March corn futures were a nickel lower, 406. May corn down five and three quarter cents to 418 and one half. March soybeans 13 cents lower, 1147 and three quarters. May beans down 12 and a half to 1152 and one half. March cotton was 160 points higher at 9420. On the livestock side, April live cattle were a buck 15 lower at 186.55. March feeders 70 cents higher, $2.52.05. April lean hog futures were 122 and one half higher at 87.20 with the June contract up 95 cents to 98.92 and one half. Go to try
4: My mom's got a new Case IH tractor and it can do it all. Bail hay all day.
1: Opinions expressed on Agritalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. Chickens have come home to roost. Find out whose fence they're perched on today on Agritalk.
0: Welcome back to Agritalk. I'm Chip. Glad you're with us. We are in the middle of a conversation with Kirk Kimmel, agmarket.net. Get this, Kirk. You attracted a call. We've got Paul in Iowa on the line. How you doing, Paul?
7: I'm living the dream. How are you, bud?
0: Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. How about you? What, what's, what's on your mind?
7: So yesterday I attended a meeting uh, where we learned about the uh, 45Z ethanol credits that are proposed for uh, next okay. year. Uh, and uh, we had a chance to run our uh, our. Kind of a, what what our carbon intensity score would look like on our, mm-hmm. on the practices that we use on our farms. and when I uh, there kind of the proposal out there is that the ethanol plants would split that credit fifty fifty with uh, the grower. Right. Uh, at my at my score, uh, my uh, corn is worth a dollar ten uh, of uh, uh, per bushel of forty five z tax credits. If I'm eligible okay. for fifty five cents of that per bushel. Uh, on, you know, we're a 200 bushel an acre area up here. That's $110 an acre. That's going to greatly influence my decision, uh, to continue planting corn, uh, when it's time to switch to beans.
0: That's a great point. See, and now I, I want people to understand something right now. 45 Z does, it, it's not a 45 cent credit that it's section 45 Z. Okay. And yep. this tax credit moves based on the carbon intensity score. And I know that there's a lot of people that couldn't care less about this. There are people that do like Paul, uh, that was, uh, Mitchell Hora's meeting there yesterday. Yep. Uh, Mitchell Horace.
7: Yeah. with, with yep. continue a mag and, and, uh, yeah. And, and we got a chance to, uh, use a tool to run our score. Um, and so, it's gonna you know for for what it would cost me to do the audit and get my score determined uh, for for uh, fifty five cents a bushel you' you're darn right. I'm gonna run my score and and yeah. my my soybean acres uh, may
5: be shrinking every day.
0: okay.
7: Uh, Kurt, have you
0: heard any talk like this?
5: No, this is uh, great news it it, it continues to uh, add more moving parts to. Uh, to the equation here, but man, an extra 55 cents. Uh, that's great.
0: You get it anywhere you can get yeah, it. And
5: it. Yeah. And, but
7: w- I, what I'm worried about is, uh, you know, our local elevator, people are going to be bypassing our local elevator uh, to uh, sell to the ethanol plant unless the el- uh, ethanol or the uh, elevator is uh, able to work something out with an ethanol plant uh, to, to pass along those credits as well. So, I'm afraid it might distort the market a little bit, but I it's, guess that is, remains to be seen.
0: I, it's going to be a shakeup. I don't think there's any question. I've had a couple of people mention that to me, Paul. That you kind of wonder exactly where the the elevator is going to be left. Well, may have to get a little bit of get a little aggressive and put together, Correct. you know, a, a, a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand bushel. What am I saying? a 2 million bushel of sure. that low carbon intensity score corn that that the that the ethanol plant doesn't have to go out and source then the elevator could get a piece of it uh somehow right. some way but boy there's uh there's a it's it's moving in a lot of directions interesting numbers dude thank you yeah Never gonna right. You bet. That's Paul in northeast Iowa. Uh buck ten in in that forty five Z uh credits there. If you can split it with the ethanol plant, Kurt, fifty five cents a bushel, that's enough to get you to to move one direction or the other, isn't it?
5: Yeah, if you can uh be in that area or, or that particular um, si- situation. That's what guys got to look for is opportunities to kind of so called manufacture some additional yeah. income. Yeah. Uh, according to what we're looking forward here as we move into 24.
0: Yeah. Interesting. What do you make of the ethanol market right now, Kurt?
5: Well, I think it's doable, it, it's strong. Uh, you know, there's been doubters there for some time. Right now, we're recovering from the January weather, uh, you know, back online productions back up. So I think ethanol's here to stay. Uh, as market goes lower here, the uh, returns a lot better, buy cheaper corn, uh, ethanol margins are improving. So it's been, it's been a savior here. Uh, the big question is on the soybean side of the equation with uh, these crushing plants coming online, and uh, we're seeing a situation where there's a lot of question marks on importing uh, fats, uh, french fries and hot dogs and yeah. so forth in, involved in this. And if you trace that back, there's the movement of rainforest yeah. or Malaysia yeah. taking out forest palm oil. So there's going to be a lot of tracing and uh, backlog going on where this uh, used oil or uh they've palm oil come that. comes from yeah
0: they they've got to audit that uh, Kurt there I, I I just don't there there's no question that they have to get because it's illegal uh under the, the the way the rules and the regulations are written it is illegal to to just dirty up edible oils to to make so that you can get a piece of that buck 75. Uh, uh, a gallon tax credit on renewable diesel,
5: and there's no better place than all of this to be sorted out, as in California. Yeah. So we'll see.
0: <laughs> love it, love it. So, what are you thinking on acres for this next year? Do you like the numbers that USDA showed us at the Outlook Forum?
5: Well, those are the numbers until we get in, in, into March. Uh, we feel the. Uh, Corn acres are closer to about 91.6. The Bean acres closer to 86.3. Okay. So the bean acres a little high, corn acres a little low. Uh, and I know a lot of gas went on here this last fall. So those are pretty well dialed in. But what I have picked up through here, we'll have slightly higher bean acres, but that's just a function of the crop rotation. Guys were a little heavier corn last year. they will be a little heavier uh, beans this year. Now, there'll be some areas here where they have the flexibility to maybe, maybe shift, but I, I, I'm i under the opinion we've seen the highest uh, bean acre and the, and the lowest corn acre uh, estimate that the problem or concerns that bottom line. Whenever you have over 400 million bushels of beans and 2.5 billion bushels of corn inventory, that, that says we're not going to run out.
0: Right. Yeah, Those. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's that's probably accurate there. So, as we make our way to that, I think it's the March twenty eighth uh, perspective planning's report. Now, what what are the things that you're going to be focused on the most? What are you looking to accomplish between now and and the end of March?
5: Well, we've been. Uh... Work with guys on cleaning up 23. Uh, you know, <laughs> very little 23 is priced ahead of time. Now, guys are uh, sitting with that, trying to manage that. A little t- bit of twenty fours has uh, been marketed, but a lot more 24 needs to be priced. So, any type of recovery here as we move through March, uh, I think guys got to establish uh, price floors or, or get caught up on 24 marketing. but. As we finish February here, crop insurance average prices—it's going to be a complete <laughs> turnaround from what we've seen. Uh, I've not gotten an update, but uh, when you look at crop insurance guarantees, I believe the eighty percent on corn—you've got to go clear down to this three seventy area—and on on soybeans, you're talking uh, clear down to you know nine 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 thirty. So. Dude. Uh, there's a lot of decisions to make. Uh, guys will uh, work with crop insurance, but you got having some additional marketing on top of that to try to manufacture some income as we go through 24.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, we got time for this. I'm looking at the notes that that you sent my way. Natty gas four year cycle low. What's that all about?
5: If you look over the last 25 years from a speculative. Point of view, if you want to do a little uh, hedging, uh, that is kind of not to the day and, and not to the year, but uh, since 1998, this natural gas market's made a low here, and most of them's pretty close to this 160 area. So, if you're looking for something that's undervalued besides <laughs> corn and soybeans, uh, natural gas might be an energy product to uh, take a peek at. Now, one word of caution it has carry in it, uh, yeah. just like when you look at March corn at 406, new crop December corn at 450, same type of situation in, in the natural gas. As you move on out, it's, it's ratcheted up. If you go out to a year from now, it's over 370, but uh, this front end in through here, I think creates some opportunity uh, for those who are looking at uh, s- some type of lower energy to be locked in, even though we're talking about uh, limiting exports of natural gas. yeah, uh, I still believe down to here these lower levels it, it creates some value.
0: yeah you know that's it still scares me um, there's there's been a lot of talk about trade and when when you start limiting trade on a product like natural gas and just saying we're not going to ship it out you're you're going to limit investment in it aren't you in in, in you, the recovery of it
5: yeah you'll uh, uh profitability's oh, going to be quite low but as you look at when things get undervalued the market looks for demand just as prices are too high you, yeah. you limited demand so yep
0: yep Kurt, good stuff, my friend. Thank you so much. And uh, we will talk with you again soon, all right?
5: Very good. Enjoyed visiting with you. Take care.
0: All right. That is Kurt Kimmel, AgMarket.net. Davis and I will be back to wrap up today's Agra
7: Talk.
4: My mom's got a new case eye extractor, and it can do it all. bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Ship like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her Case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com.
6: From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time.
1: We've cleared the schedule for you. Give us a call at 855-482-5524 and join the conversation. And welcome back to AgriTalk, everyone. Your pal, Davis Michelson, here with Chip Flory. Yo. Sorghum sale to China. Yeah. We, uh, we mentioned in the news, um, we, we called it feed grain demand. Is it yep. possible they're uh, they've just finished up their Lunar New Year hoopla? I think yeah. if I've got my timing correct. Yeah. Is it possible they need uh, they need to replace their liquor stocks and so they need it's some possible. sorghum to do it?
0: It's possible. They I
7: love that sorghum juice, yep.
1: little fermented sorghum juice.
0: Exactly. It's
1: exactly. Such a straight on a cold evening. I from what I hear.
0: <laughs> very much. <laughs> very much. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever tried it? No. The, no. No. Me neither. No. No, I hear it leaves a coppery, metallic taste in your mouth.
1: Oh, everyone loves that.
0: Loves that. Huh? Loves that.
1: All right, that's all. Exactly. I think that's. I think we got that covered. It's right uh, next to Friday. Malort. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a <laughs> bottle of Malort in play at the Pro Farmer offices. And, that's uh, right. Last I knew, none of us had the guts to take the top off. <laughs> not me. <laughs> not me. I'm not uh, doing that. No we'll way, there. no how. One day, one day we'll be absolutely magnanimous enough, and we'll look at each other and say, you know what, guys? Grady will be there. He'll be involved, Joe May, the whole gang. Yeah. And we'll say, yeah. you know what, today's the day. We're doing it. We're doing it.
0: I, 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 I go ahead.
1: Yeah? Blah! What if nope. What if we did, like, uh, the old Malort roulette? Got a Lazy Susan, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. had a series of beverages, maybe some right. apple juice, uh, sure. maybe, you know, a little peppermint something
0: yep 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 no no okay okay
1: uh a full moon on friday does that uh, he made a comment about that i don't know it's probably just anecdotal right Uh,
0: uh. yeah mark highs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's uh sometimes associated with a high in the market i don't know okay i don't know if i buy that one did you hear the voice of the doom
6: well i was gonna ask
0: about that too what is that what is that the voice of the tomb we've <laughs> talked awesome. about yeah, we've talked about it on the show before, but uh it's been a long time. it's been a long time. This happened in the wheat pit. Uh, there was a a trader that didn't show up every day to trade and this long time ago it, he didn't he didn't show up every day to trade, but when he did, he was either all in on the buy side of the wheat market. Or all in on the sell side okay, of the wheat okay. market. Yeah. Well they you know, you keep track of how the guy's doing, and he's doing pretty doggone good for not showing up every day. Well, mm-hmm. he's down there trading away, pounding out a position, and uh has a heart attack, falls over <gasps> dead, and in the lining of his coat were pinned <gasps> different dates. And on those dates, it said like February 22nd by May week. Uh, maybe it said liquidate on March 5. Mm-hmm. So there are all of these voice of the tomb dates in the wheat market I that are circulating out there that mm-hmm. that every now and then people will make reference to it and yeah. sometimes when you can't explain why wheat decided to go higher uh sometimes you look at the voice of the tomb.
1: That's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um taking back to Oliver, do you want to talk about uh one ninety cattle? There's there's a gap there. Is that uh what do we got going here on the cattle? Because you you guys were like, oh yeah, we got nine uh, one ninety here, and we we talked about that before. Looks like we'll get another shot at it. Is there any mm-hmm. any meat on that bone? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I I don't know why someone would say no. Uh mm-hmm. you, you've got to give that market an opportunity to prove that it is done going up before you get really aggressive on the sell side of it, but. Uh, when we're up at the levels that we are at already, if it pencils a profit, mm-hmm. y- you should probably be taking some of the risk out of the market. Mm-hmm. Just go back and look at September of last year. When you pull the support out of the market uh, from from those lofty levels, uh, the, the slide can be brutal. So, be prepared that if the market does turn and uh, start to trade to the downside, that you've got some coverage in place so that you don't have to absorb Mm. all of those losses.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, He said, we've seen the highest bean and the lowest corn acreage print. That was interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lowest corn, highest Mm -hmm. bean. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. So I in other words, corn's agree. going up,
1: beans going down.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree, but I I've said that, I've said it a lot. You know, 92, 92.5 mm-hmm. on corn is kind of my number, but man, after talking to Paul from Iowa, yep. How many other people out there are going to these meetings, and and learning that their ethanol plant might be. You know, it it doesn't have to be a buck ten divided by two fifty five cents. Mm-hmm. What if it's thirty cents a bushel? Is that enough? You do that to, I, it, to me. That it, it all starts to add up pretty quick. But a um, dollar ten per bushel for whatever it is that Paul is doing. And here's the thing. You don't have to change what you are doing to participate in that carbon market. Mm -hmm. Um, You get paid for the practices that you have in place that hold your carbon intensity score down. You don't have to change a thing if if, if you've got practices in place. That's one of the reasons that I think this... And I'm not going to say anything bad about against the, the carbon offset programs. Mm-hmm. Continue mm-hmm. to look at those if you want, mm-hmm. but this seems like the. If there's a program that's going to work, yeah, this is what it kind of feels like. February uh, 28th through March 3rd, above normal temperatures, and a mix of above normal, pre- below normal, precip out west. We got the free for all tomorrow morning.